Science. Hey everyone, welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. I'm Andrew. Just- oh, you said third. Jesse. I did say third. No, I fucked that one up. That's unreal, man. We're leaving this in. That wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't even on purpose. We're never getting this right. <laughs> Cursed. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome. See, I got it right. I started perfectly. No, you nailed it. You nailed it going I, first. I almost entirely waited for the helicopter to leave before I started talking. You could probably hear a little bit of helicopter at the beginning just okay. for that. Just for fans of MASH. That's By the Matt, way, that's is Matt this, Andy's going second. I'm going third. Yeah. Is this a beloved bit or are we the worst podcast? I don't think it's I, a beloved bit. But I don't I think also, it's either. It's yeah. also an accidental bit. Like I, well, yeah. I really... I really had already forgotten when I said I would go. It's just not hard, and we always fuck it up. And then we always talk about it. And I'm sure people are either sick of it or they are waiting for it every week. I have no idea which it is. Or, uh, or neither. They just like, oh, it's a thing. It's a thing we have to get through to get to the part of the podcast that actually is worth listening to. To get to the good stuff where we have a guest, huh? Yes. We do. We do. Comedian, podcaster, broadcaster, writer generally funny human being jamel johnson hey man how's it going hey that's me y'all what's happening (laughs) how many how how many podcasts do you have because i know you do you do soccer for americans with friend of the show ryan connor yeah so i mean technically uh, technically you accosted me with another podcast on when we were picketing the other day i ran at you with a microphone i ran (laughs) you did like physically was running I was I was engaging in my my civic uh, duty, my industrial action duty, and suddenly I was like, "Oh, there's my friend Jamel," and now I'm on a podcast. Hey man, look, multitasking that doesn't mean I'm down for um, uh, that doesn't mean I'm riding with Netflix. I'm still with the good guys. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you weren't you weren't sort of recording from within the Netflix gates. It wasn't yeah. like a boom mic that came over the wall. <laughs> Uh, to answer your question, I, maybe eight podcasts? I don't even no. know at this point. Because I haven't actually stopped any of the ones that we don't record anymore. Like, there was right, never right. an official, like, end date. So. More of like an, an armistice, like, Korean War yeah. situation. So it could, it could be 20 podcasts. I don't remember, man. I'm starting a podcast every week out here. <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah. there some great... There's some beloved show from the 90s, I want to say, that was never actually canceled. It's just they never contacted the people again. <laughs> like, it's it's not officially out of production. If I had to guess, I, Jenny Jones? Is it Jenny Jones? <laughs> I think it's oh, something like Mr. Sure. Show, or not Mr. Show, but in that camp of, like, beloved mm. cult mm. shows. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, friends of the show, um, Br- Brian Cook and Eliza Skinner, are both still on officially on strike from Joan Rivers Fashion Police. <laughs> that's probably for sure not coming back uh, you never know but yeah because they because <laughs> before this before any of these strikes yeah they they went on strike because they wanted to unionize that show and were not allowed to so they're still they are still technically on strike from a show that you know a, a significant part of the show is dead but <laughs> right right yeah a non-trivial by the way speaking of all things strike we got an email or I, th- or I forgot if it was a dm whatever we got a message from a fan a listener who had canceled subscriptions to various streamers out of solidarity and then i was curious because like it instantly like i meant to re- i meant to reply to this i i, I, did I meant reply. to because i saw i saw you reply but yeah. i meant to reply separately and say uh thank you for asking how you can help and appreciate it and i think but yeah i think right now the the unions are not specifically saying 
cancel your Netflix or your Hulu or whatever, but I think the main ways you can support are just sort of verbally showing your support, supporting with, you know, on social media and whatever. And then if you have the means to, there are... I think that it's called the is it the Entertainment Workers Fund. I, I got to find the. We'll put the link to it in the show notes. But there is a there is a fund for people who are affected by the strikes, various workers who uh, need financial support. So if you, I know like some bigger names have chucked significant amounts of money in there. I think that The Rock donated a million. I'm not expecting our listeners to all do that, but if some of you can donate a million, that would really help. Or, or non-rock listeners. Yeah, any of our non one of our listeners, listeners named the Rock just did it, but like yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, that that's that's a way you can support if you have the financial means to. But otherwise, yeah, just sort of showing your support in verbal and social media ways for yeah, things like that. Cause cause that was Elena who messaged and asked about that, so thank you. The canceling the subscriptions thing is like before I just did some googling to see what the union stance on it was. I was like trying to like work through the logic in my own head of like wait would that be good or and i was like i could see it going either way so i guess let's just go to the union and see what they recommend and like yeah so so right now they're not but yeah uh who knows whether that will change but at the moment that's that's not what they're asking people to do but also if you do want to cancel those services they're not they're also not saying please do stay with those services for anything if you know if you feel like you're not getting value out of them or you don't want it then it's sort of also like do that. You do. It's you. sort of like if Elon's re- net result with Twitter is to get uh, everyone to stop using it. Like, that's a win. <laughs> like, yeah. him him killing it is actually like, well, yeah, we all shouldn't be on there. It's one of those things. Like, yeah, all of our lives would be better if we all just woke up tomorrow and canceled all our social media. So yeah, I think in the long run, maybe he's significantly less damaging than someone like Mark Zuckerberg, who's actually running his social network with efficiency and skill. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of take this world where. This thing that has been fucking us up uh, fails completely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to like make this all about this topic, but uh, we haven't really talked about Paul Rubens. And um, oh yeah, I forgot how great he was. Like it He's takes wonderful. Someone, it wonderful. takes someone dying. I know. But Jamel, did you grow up with Pee Wee at all? Yeah, yeah, I definitely grew up with uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse on the weekends. We had a little TV in our kitchen that was running those reruns because i was a kid like i was a kid by the time that that was in reruns oh yeah i didn't think you were as old as as... like but that was like what two years after it came out shit like so like what 92 i'm talking like 92 93 right right i'm watching those and um i mean him and um what was that movie um mystery men miss yeah yeah, what was he the spleen yeah yeah (laughs) i grew up watching the spleen man (laughs) No, he didn't influence me comedically, but but uh, I jerk off publicly a lot. Sure. And he, yeah, he he. God, uh, talk about like just the wrong era. Like, what a non-story that would be. I mean, it would be a story for like an afternoon on Twitter. Today, yeah. But well, Fred Willard, the, the yeah, late Fred great, Willard, also late great yeah. Fred Willard. It was a, it was a story for about a minute and a half, and everyone was like, "Yeah, what else are you supposed to do it's, in those places?" Yeah, it's it, hacky yeah. to say, but oh. if you weren't doing that in the porno theater, then you're even right, way more right. If yeah, you're just oh, there. what's the risk that someone, someone's gonna see, someone's gonna look to the left <laughs> and see a dick rather than the <laughs> dick that's directly ahead screen. of them? Yeah, yeah. But I just rewatched Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and I I realized I don't think I actually saw it since I was eight years old. I saw it in the theater. It's very holy, funny. Holy shit, is it funny? I mean, like. In ways I didn't think it would be. I just, I don't know why I didn't think he had all these things in his comedic arsenal. 
but so many just like brilliant like Buster Keaton Charlie Chaplin esque physical gags and then like some some written gags that do you guys remember the, the scene when he's trying to get the whole neighborhood to like get on board with his search for the bike and he's got like you know the Charlie Day style like <laughs> conspiracy of where the bike's gone and suddenly they cut to a guy in the audience who's like a middle-aged dude in a rainbow mohawk who's like whispering in someone's ear and he's like care to share it with the rest of us amazing larry and i was and i was fucking dying and i was like oh please let amazing larry never come up again in the movie and he never does (laughs) it's just this fucking guy with a mohawk (laughs) he's like okay amazing larry and like that's the only like what a fucking i didn't know he was capable of that kind of joke like that movie he's he's very funny yeah it sounds like he was the basis of that that joke that a lot of comics make the what if this happened and there was no context i mean okay is that right. like one of the early examples good, i feel okay. like paul rubens is a one of the forefathers you might have put us on to that good point because i don't love it when seth MacFarlane does it necessarily but like <laughs> when it's in a movie that has none of that anywhere else yeah and, and then like someone else mentioned it on podcast uh, like you guys, I don't know if you listened to Roderick on the line, but Merlin Mann mentioned that movie in that line. I'm like, yes, that was the one that had me like for 30 seconds. And so I Google it to find the clip of it. And there's a deleted scene where Amazing Larry is in the magic shop earlier. And his he has a toupee and he makes it fly around the room. And then Pee Wee gives him a note. And he's like, maybe a different hairstyle. He points out the window and there's a guy with a mohawk. And I'm like, oh, it still would have been a funny payoff. Uh if the guy went from the toupee to the mohawk, but way better cutting that scene and making it just non sequitur. Amazing there's, Larry. There's in, uh, in Wayne's world, there's this thing where like um, Rob Lowe's character is talking to Garth, and you know, and he like he just goes and he talks to Garth for a second, but Garth is like building this like animatronic robot hand that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that starts like grabbing at stuff and he beats it like with a hammer till it dies and it's never acknowledged again but it's because there there was this subplot where he was like secretly building a robot to kill Roblo's character but they deleted all those scenes oh shit so they just leave in this part where he's randomly building this this murderous robot hand and it's so much funnier that way but you I wonder, did they did they think it would be funnier, or was it purely like this other scene doesn't work? We just have to leave the other thing in, and they accidentally made the funniest scene in the movie. You know? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think it probably didn't hurt. They're like that'd be hilarious if it's never acknowledged. You know that like right. like a, a backstory that's not fleshed out is is very funny. Yeah, you know? agreed, agreed. But Jamal, you're right. It is sort of like the proto Family Guy thing. Which can be very funny, but if it's done too much, it, it gets yeah, old. That's obviously, yeah, Seth MacFarlane found this gold and yeah. turned it into some pewter. I, th- I think there's other. <laughs> yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there, you know, there's some of that in some of the Python films as well, some of the sort of cutaways in the Holy Grail. Yeah. Anyway, we should, we should move things from, from Pee Wee. Yes, yeah, yeah. To. Jamel, before we get into stories, we like to ask our guests, what, if anything, is your background in science? And that's ranged from classes you liked or hated as a kid to blowing stuff up in the woods with your friends to whatever. Yeah, you have half an hour. Go. Okay. Um, Well, first, I'd like to say I did go visit the dinosaur uh, on the way to Palm Springs. I did go. go, Oh, excellent. A bunch of people have left some flowers. The night 
uh, that you know it was announced a bunch of people had already put flowers there it was very beautiful anyway uh, me my science background shit uh, let's see I um, <laughs> I had to retake biology uh, in alternative summer school I signed up I forgot to sign up for regular summer school and I ended <laughs> up in alternative summer school with like all the bad kids and oh. um, that was I thought like alternative chill. summer school would be like pop punk and emo I mean sorta it was like it was basically it was half of my school's basketball team and just like a couple of like burner type kids and like <laughs> and like one expecting mom you know what I mean it wasn't really like the bad kids I didn't feel unsafe it wasn't like the beginning of lean on me it was actually chill as hell <laughs> wait what's what's regular what's regular summer school then regular summer school is just bigger it's just at a high school this this was like just like in the on the second floor of like a uh it might have been a church which i don't know how that is legal to have public school summer school inside a church i I mean i had to vote in a church the other day and i was like there you go i was like is this i mean i get that it's a space that offered them a place to put the shit but i was like i I don't know if this is exactly democratic here you know it feels a little funny it feels a little close to the line anyway yeah we were on the second floor of um Somebody, somebody's tabernacle. <laughs> sure, tabernacle <laughs> bio, man. Everyone, those yeah. are my favorite classes. Yeah. Wow. Tabernacle does sound like the most PG euphemism for a, a private part. <laughs> yeah, the tab- I see your tabernacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah your tabernacle. So check, check this out. When I was a, boy, w- caught me right it, in the tabernacle. Well, when, <laughs> really, <laughs> when I was a kid. I uh, like really young, right? My parents would have like date night once a week, or no, it was less than that. It was uh, maybe once a month or something. I would, I didn't know at the time. They would just tell me I was spending the night at my grandma's, right? I mean, it was so they could they could bang down, you know. But they they were like, you're spending the night at your grandma's, and uh, my grandma and grandpa both grew up during the Great Depression. Um, so, so they were really weird about the amount of water you would use. Like, uh, you know, like you couldn't take a long shower. Like it was that kind of thing. So I I would go have a bath and my grandma, I still, this like plays through my head all the time. She would yell, don't fill it up past your doodly wacky. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like my memory of my fucking grandma. <laughs> Don't fill it up past your diddly wacky. Now, now, a diddly wacky sounds further from the, it feels like a carnival, Pete, like something you, <laughs> that's what you need to start a Ferris wheel up or something. <laughs> diddly wacky, right, right, right. That's how you start. But to me, it has that tabernacle vibe of like, you're playing with your diddly wacky in there? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Quit the flicking your tabernacle. The when a man and a woman love each other very much, he puts his uh, tabernacle in a doodly wacky. <laughs> but I was like, I never knew like the 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 base of the doodly wacky or the end of the doodly wacky. Like, Actually, what am I? Mean, I the doodly wacky in the tabernacle. I think that's the way around. It is. <laughs> that's how it works. But I never knew how much water. Sh- it was too vague of a term, even. Like, is that the entire <laughs> junk? Like, like is it Which, when my balls right. start touching the water, or is it? Just does she mean just up to my gro- like I don't and know. how much man. are we counting floating as a as a factor here? No, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying I I wasn't some toddler like this is gonna be a problem. Yeah, it's like barely any water, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All hung over here, at grandma's. I'm not saying that. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible, but I but it's like 
Yeah, it just sucks that that's that's all I think about when I think remember. <laughs> Is it doodly, doodly or diddly again? It was doodly, doodly, wacky. doodly, doodly wacky. wacky, doodly wacky. Anyway, my point is, it's such a repressed thing that that just like triggered it. The tabernacle time. <laughs> it's, it's slightly Roger Miller, also, right? Do I could do, I could do, I could do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Jamel, you were doing biology. <laughs> you were making up biology yeah. classes in this, in this church with the bad kids. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot that's how this started. Yeah, I was doing that. This is also the beginning of me learning how to use public transit. So I actually do. I don't know why. I. Th- that is my closest connection to science is having to learn how to ride the bus to n- graduate high school on time through science. Hey, what, what city was this in again? This was in Woodbridge, Virginia, a little suburb outside of D.C. Okay. About it was it, it's about it was forty minutes from the city at the time. Now it's about an hour fifteen. I don't know what happened. I guess they just just more humans happened, and now it just made it made my town further away. Yeah, isn't that supposed to be like up there with L.A. for worst? Um, oh yeah, it's terrible. Areas outside of buddy, DC? it's like yeah, we it's exactly like L.A. because I am from a version of Orange County. I'm from a, a version oh. of I am from like Black Orange County. And that's as good as I can describe it. Right. right. <laughs> so well, it's like or- black is the new orange county. Duh. As they say. As they do say. I, they my say. uncle said that to me. Yeah. <laughs> but as yeah. in like it's a commuter place? Because I don't think of Orange County yeah. as like they commute into L.A. Or is that a well, common thing to live so in So maybe orange I'm county? thinking. I think I'm thinking that is. But maybe I'm thinking of um, what's closer than Orange County like where the swap meet is you know i'm thinking of that area oh you know right like that? commerce or like uh i don't yeah. even know what the different so it's just sprawl forever well right? there's yeah city of industry there's a city of commerce there's the uh city of uh returns and exchanges <laughs> right right yeah all those city i can't believe someone it's just like it sounds like something at epcot center the city of commerce the city of industry <laughs> i think it's weird when stuff is still named like like the garment district you know, but it's like, well, there's no factories here anymore. You know, yeah, like, there's no garments. Yeah, there's 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 a significant lack of garments. I'm noticing the the one person <laughs> who tried to remedy that was uh, I think Dove Charney of American Apparel, and we know how that turned out. I live. Ooh. It's not named this at all, but I live in like, it's like a death district. Like it's all uh, there's like a gravestone store. You know what I mean? And then, and then it's like, because there's this giant cemetery, but then it's all just like stuff in, involved with debt, like cemetery stuff. You know, Ew. it's very weird. Death district. Yeah. I live in like the funeral district. It's bizarre, man. I mean, businesses do tend to sort of, you know, group together, don't they? To Yeah, but it's yeah, one of so those- if you're like you're shop you're in you're shopping for a funeral, it's it's nicer to not have to go around town too much. You just be like oh, I yeah. suppose, but it's it's just I don't know. It's like how like when uh like bail bonds when you see the bail bonds places, you know, they always set up shop where they think a lot of people are gonna need bail and it's always a bit weird, you know. Right. And it's uh but I yeah, I don't know about like a like an impulse an impulse buy tombstone or something like a tombstone pawn shop like consignment used you used headstones at a deep discount or 
Can I, hey, can I ask you guys this? Uh, this is not a segue into a science story, but speaking of like too much space, why don't we bury people vertically? Mm. It's so stupid to fucking lay everyone on their side. Oh, you, you don't mean on top of each other. You mean like they're aligned uh, vertically. Yeah, just put them in feet, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think just up. because so everybody- the, the, the moment when you rotate the casket 90 degrees and hear that crumpling sound, uh, the people watching are kind of bummed out. <laughs> I think it's easier to dig that way. Like you can't, you have to be like knuckles to dig straight down like that. Sure. Or sure, I guess you could, have a, you could have a drill, which would be sick at a funeral to just have like a big ass drill. Oh, yeah. And they drill you and then they pop you down there. Yeah, yeah, just drill. It'd be like a round, you know, you're in like a capsule thing, but they just drill down. Because, I mean, I, you know, they bury you, what, six feet or something. You're laying on your side. I'm not saying you would bury somebody 12 feet. I mean, your head would be like maybe, let's say, two feet below. That's pretty close to the surface. Is that too close? I don't know. Maybe you should go head first, and then so if someone digs down, they first hit feet, and it's less weird. But then, that, then people might think that's bad luck because then you're kind of like diving to hell. Right, mm. man, this is this is difficult. It no, all just, just makes me think about how cool it would be to be Knuckles, just to have those little spikes on your hands from from Sonic. <laughs> yeah, what I what, forgot uh, that was his power. Well, no, I thought he had. Well, I thought that was was that his hands, or did he have like just some sick gloves? I guess nah, I didn't. I, you, yeah, I mean, he had like the white gloves uh, with knuckles on them, but I think it was supposed to be. What what is nut? It's not a chinchilla. I'm looking at a picture now, and it looks like that looks like gloves. It's a porcupine it's, with dreads. It's well, an echidna. I, I, an echidna. That's what it was. I'm just going by Wikipedia here. Now, did you guys ever do the thing where you had like Sonic and Knuckles, but it was that special cartridge, so then you, it, it could insert Knuckles into other Sonic games? What? what? No. Are you what? Everyone knows what. All right. It's Sonic and Knuckles, at least for for Sega. But Genesis. just 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 Sonic games, so you couldn't have like sort of Mortal Kombat and Knuckles. No, no, it was just Sonic games. So like Sonic and Knuckles was a game that had its own like plot, where Sonic yeah. and Knuckles come together to de- defeat uh, the egg guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a cartridge, and you know the cartridges had like the little sort of chip contact plate thing at the bottom that you would put in your console. But then it, the top was open instead of sealed off like other cartridges, and it had another one of those. Yeah, it had like an, remember this. an opening. Yeah, so you could play Sonic and Knuckles, but then put on Sonic Two or Sonic Three or whatever on top of it, and then you could play Sonic Two or Sonic Three. But also, it gave you like with Knuckles, it would like put put Knuckles in the game. It was great, like because like uh, Sonic Two with Knuckles was like my favorite. That was a, like favorite combo. Even Green Hill Zone crushed it in that one, man. It was fucking sick. I huh. uh, yeah. I'm amazed. I I just found this on Wikipedia. Oh, I'll drop it in the show notes. But the I'm lock on technology. Yeah. 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 Well, that's how like Game Genie worked. Remember that? I, I, I never had that. one. I knew of Game Genie, but I always doubted that it could work. Yeah. This it is seemed- the thing. God, this is going to be... You doubted that it could work? so yeah. little to anyone who's listening who's under maybe 30, but yeah, when it was games cartridges, there was a thing that you could put a cartridge... Again, it was like Jesse described it. You put a cartridge into the top of the machine that had like another slot to then put the cartridge... 
the games cartridge on top of that, and then that gave you access to cheat codes. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, you guys remember the 32X? If you were, Ooh, if you, what if, was that? That was, if you played Genesis, Genesis was 16-bit, right? It was the Super Nintendo... I thought it was com- just like a big T-shirt. ...competitor, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. If you and and it was the uh, it was the com- the competitor was sixteen bit competitor, and the thirty two X aside from being like a massive T shirt, was this thing that um, it it fit into the console slot, but then it was a whole like device that you could put different types of cartridges in. It converted it to thirty two bit. So it was oh, like, because no. Sega's big, like Nintendo said, fuck you and came out with the N64. I, uh, I don't know, by the way, this, just, this is adjacent to what we're talking about. And it's also science adjacent. So maybe pushing us a little bit more on track. But I don't know what bit means in the context of games consoles. I just remember. It's, it's like audio and video. They don't really mean. But like, I, re- I remember like the original Nintendo entertainment system was 8-bit. And then they brought out the Super Nintendo and they're like, this is 16-bit. And so is the Sega Genesis or Mega Drive as it was in the UK. Yeah, but I, I think it was also but a like, misnomer, right? Because wasn't it supposed to be 8 and 8? It's like 8-bit audio and 8-bit. But, but I don't know what that means in either, co- in either context. Without Googling it, I think it's like the width of the interface with the main processor. I, like how much is happening in parallel, but uh, let's. Uh, this is an excellent. I know you guys hate it. This is yeah, an excellent question for like, ChatGPT. It was just a thing that uh, you know, so confidently said, like, "Oh, this one's 16 bit, so it's way right. better than the than the last game's it's console." It's two two times better. Yeah. Yeah, it's twice as many bit. But, <laughs> this but is de- my my point <laughs> is, regardless of what bits mean, it was also like just a marketing thing because it was split between audio and video. So it was, it would be like eight bit audio, which, you know, like chip tune, you think about like that, it'd be like eight bit audio and eight bit video. So it was, so like a Nintendo was really like four and four. And then it's adding those together to tell you the bit. And it's, yeah, it's like, it's what I said. It's the, it's the width of the processor's data bus. Okay. So the CPU can process eight bits of information at a time. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Those bits of information are, of course, Knuckles digging a grave. Sure. Yeah, yes, grave. Doing yeah, a vertical grave. Tying it together, Yeah, to bring right? us back on track. Yep, yep. <laughs> don't dig past your diddly, wacky. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I also put a link to the 32X. That thing, it was... Uh, I got one of those at the day after Christmas. Because Kmart had this insane. This is so stupid, man. I, Kwanzaa I, sale. It was a Kwanzaa day sale. It was it, yeah. It was basically a Kwanzaa sale. They had a. Um, it it was all the discounts. I got this like there was this junk mail thing that we got, and it was all the Kmart discounts happening on December twenty sixth, right? Mm. So it was like ninety percent off. Uh, because everyone had already moved on to N sixty four and all that, right? So it was like insanely cheap. And I remember begging my mom, like as a little kid, like begging her, like, when does Kmart open? It opens, all right, 7 a.m., we got to get down there at 6. You know, I thought it was going to be, like, I, I made her get up. She works night shift. She was a night shift ER nurse. So she had to, like, stay up extra and all, and take me down there. And, like, no one was there. No one gave a shit. No one lines up for the day after Christmas sales. I thought it was going to be, like, a riot. 
to get this uh, 32X and, uh, you know, and just walked in and bought one. It was stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, there, here we go. Here, from someone in the Stack Exchange saying, 8 and 16-bit for video games specifically refers to the processors used in the console. It references the size of the words of data used by each processor. The 8-bit generation of consoles can uses 8-bit processors, 16-bit uses 16. This affects the quality and variety in the graphics and the music by affecting how much data can be used at once. Um, oh, okay. And, okay. And because it's it's binary as well, so uh, an 8-bit integer can hold a value of up to 255, because 256 would be 9, would be 1 and 8 zeros. Obviously. And then, and then a 16-bit integer, the, so a 16-bit integer can get you up to 65,000... Yeah, 65... 65,535 is the highest number that you can get up to with 16 bits. So, yeah, it can just process bigger lumps of data in one go. Okay. Okay, so I was wrong on the 8 and 8 thing. I guess you could split that up however you wanted. mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, So, yeah, you can have more complex graphics and more complex sound because it can process more things in one go, essentially. They probably did that so they could get all that music from uh, Michael Jackson. Is that true? (laughs) Michael Jackson did the soundtrack to Sonic, or like one of the Sonic. Oh, that sounds familiar now that you say that. Is that true? Is that like a myth? It it feels like a myth because I'm the one who said it, and I'm not the one for facts. But but it sounds like a thing we all said as as kids, and now yeah, let's see if it's true. Uh, Huh. Sega Michael Jackson because I know he also had the um, was it a Captain EO Sega he had so, oh Michael Jackson's Moonwalker what was that Sega game Sonic game that? Sonic game creator Yuki Naya, uh, Nakara Yuji Naka took to Twitter and confirmed that Michael Jackson wrote music for the 1994 Sonic the Hedgehog 3 soundtrack there Whoa. it is and there you have it there you go they had to get the process the processors had to be rocking at that point cause... yeah yeah you can't do that can't call Quincy Jones in. To... <laughs> yeah, Quincy. Did you guys ever play? Yeah. Did you guys ever play Moonwalker? By the way. Oh, buddy, they have Moonwalker at the Barcade out here. What? Uh, in Highland Park, <laughs> and it's nuts. I mean, that might be a completely different podcast. The Moonwalker game is really crazy. What? Is, uh, j- break it down for me. I don't know. Okay, so it's like a, um, it's kind of like a beat 'em up type game, like one of the, a, a classic, a staple of the early '90s, like a TMNT where, or Simpsons sort of. Yeah, uh, exactly. So you're kind of sliding around, and you're Michael Jackson, and you're beating guys up, and your uh, the big special move is he does a dance, and then like lightning strikes, and then like all the other bad guys dance, and then they just kind of fall. <laughs> Uh, and, does and he him. set himself on fire while holding a can of Pepsi? <laughs> Not, that might be the final fight. I never finished the game, so I don't even know. <laughs> it might be one of the later stages, but so that's it. And basically, the premise is you're him, and you're um, you're saving children from these bad guys. There's like bad guys. And you're Mike, who's not a bad guy. Yeah, you're Mike, who's not a bad guy. Right. You are saving you gotta save these, these kids. kids. Michael Jackson, infamous. Child saver. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm Man. just, yeah, I'm reading the thing here. It says three people can play simultaneously. His it's special, like X-Men. His special attack is termed dance magic. And there are three different dance routines that may be performed. And, but, oh, okay. The player starts with one to three of these attacks per credit, depending on how the machine is set up. Mm. So it sounds like when, you pick- when was this? Was this 80s or 90s, this game? 
this is not this is definitely like in that um 16 to 32 bit range it says here in 1988 michael jackson contacted sega about developing a video game that would capture his persona i like that he reached out to them i love that yeah it came out in uh <laughs> 1990 okay yeah that sounds about right that's right right around the window of computer games and just being commissioned on the back of someone doing a line of coke and saying yeah fuck it yep yep <laughs> let's do it Yep, and and Bubbles, his pet chimp, appears in each level according to Wikipedia. And once he's collected or rescued, Bubbles transforms Michael into a robotic version with the ability to shoot laser bursts and missiles, and absorb more damage. <clears throat> That's what Bubbles the chimp does. Uh, by the way, I wonder if uh, he ever had any trouble with Bubbles um, carrying ticks. You guys think Bubbles the chimp might have caused? Uh, might have carried any ticks? Oh, well, uh, yeah, I don't know. maybe the kind of tick that might be spreading and causes changes in in behavior. Maybe the, the kind one, of tick the, the, that could, sent in? that kind of that might uh, cause you to suddenly become allergic to red meat. What? What are we, what yeah. are we talking about? Yeah, this is uh, the bite of the Lone Star tick can cause an allergy to red meat as well as to dairy and some medications. This was in the Scientific American yesterday. It's kind of a long article, but we'll try to summarize the hit points to it. Um, so, yeah, ticks are annoying creatures. As we know, these nasty blood-sucking parasites glom onto you when you least suspect it. If they're not removed in time, they can transmit a startling range of pretty horrible diseases. The bite of the Lone Star tick found in the U.S. South, Midwest, and Mid-Atlantic can trigger a bizarre and sometimes dangerous allergy to red meat, such as beef, pork, and venison dairy, gelatin, and some medications. Known as alpha-gal syndrome, the condition is caused by an immune reaction to the sugar alpha-gal, galactose, alpha-1, and 3-galactose, which is found in the flesh of most non-primate mammals. More galactose than 100... does sound like something that's been made up in like an 80s sci-fi. Oh yeah, it's very <laughs> like we need to, We're running yeah. out of galactose. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be able to launch this the craft. Twiggy, what do you think? Uh, so yeah, more than 100,000 people in the U.S. tested positive for alpha-gal antibodies from 2010 to 2022, according to a CDC report. Um, but researchers think the actual number of people living with the condition may be closer to half a million, and cases are increasing. Yet many healthcare providers don't know about alpha-gal syndrome at all. A 2022 CDC survey also reported in July 20th of this year uh, found that 42% of them had never heard of the condition. And more than a third of those who were aware of alpha-gal syndrome were not confident in diagnosing or managing it. If people with the syndrome consume animals or products with alpha-gal sugar, they can suffer reactions ranging from diarrhea to hives to anaphylactic shock. There's no treatment, and many patients are forced to radically alter their diet for years or for life. Yeah, this is the first I'm hearing about this. This yeah. sounds like, if it weren't Scientific American, I would be very like suspicious of this because it's so unknown to me completely. Um, so a Blacksburg, Virginia-based company called Revivacor raises pigs that are genetically engineered to lack the alpha-gal gene with the aim of growing organs that can be transplanted into humans. The FDA approved these gal-safe pigs in 2020 for meat as well as medical use, though not specifically for transplants. Revivacor, which also, it sounds very bad sci-fi movie writing, uh, occasionally provides yeah, gal-safe... Yeah, it's a company, it's going to go evil. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. You can't name your company that and not turn evil. <laughs> Also, is that is that the most efficient solution to this problem? Is to make meat like, that to doesn't make a get new you kind of pig. Right. Yeah. 
So there's a bug going around that bites you and makes you allergic to eating the stuff that we have to grow animals to kill. And let's find a way to make the animals that we slaughter and feed to you not do that. Um, and I say that as a meat eater. I know I'm a hypocrite. Uh, Ravicor occasionally provides gal-safe pork to people with alpha-gal allergy, but it does not sell the meat. We try whenever possible to make gal-safe meat available to alpha-gal patients, but we are not meat producers, says Dewey Stedman, head of investor relations at Revivacor's parent company, <laughs> United Therapeutics. This is all so, like, Skynet-sounding. Yeah. Wait, so they they give it to you for free, like, huh. So what we need to complete our experiment is a police officer who's nearly killed in the line of duty. <laughs> yes. We have the technology. We can. No, it's just it. interesting that, like, like most handicaps, they they offer you things like, uh, like, oh, okay, well, let's get you a wheelchair, or whatever. But it's like they're just like, well, you're gonna need pork. You still need pork, right? Right. We all need pork. Yeah. So we'll just give you this pork. So we have got medicinal pork. Well, yeah. So this, this is, is medicinal. Yeah. This is prescription <laughs> pork. You, <laughs> you gotta get a like a you have to talk to one of those fake like doctors one of those janky <laughs> doctors on zoom and get oh, your port get, get yeah, your yeah. port card updated yeah come yeah come to redshoe.com it's com- <laughs> completely discreet they're mailing you bacon once a month so you're saying your like back a- hurts your back hurts a little bit and uh you're kind of <laughs> yeah, you having trouble sleeping you just you're a bit stressed at work right now yeah we'll get you a pork <laughs> man so if, if you're wondering how you're going to get this disease, uh, like we said, it's a tick bite associated allergic condition. Um, they think that a few weeks or maybe a couple months after getting a tick bite, you'll start having allergic reactions when you consume red meat or other products that contain this alpha-gal sugar. Um, it's in most mammalian meat, but it's not present in humans. So humans with the condition recognize it as foreign and have a reaction to it. So yeah, it includes dairy. So there's a group of patients who report primarily gastrointestinal symptoms, so they'll have diarrhea or vomiting. Often this will come late at night because they've had an evening meal that includes red meat. And there are other patients who have more traditional allergic reactions who have hives, and some develop anaphylaxis. Um, so yeah, this is a bummer. There's no treatment. I guess you could just hope that more evil companies start making meat that you can eat once this tick bites you. Uh yeah, but if you get bitten, you just got to start sticking to, I guess, chicken and fish still work as a protein source, just not pork or venison or beef. So it's how a ma- mammal-specific thing. What's that? How did the ticks acquire this? This this Because ticks know. weren't always doing... This is like new for the ticks, right? Well, I let's... I, the, the article doesn't specifically say this is new. It's just that it's not something that many doctors know about and they're just mm. giving you the heads up that since 2010 there are like um, over 100,000 people who have tested positive for this but mm. the, as I said they think the number is closer to half a million so I don't know yeah I guess keep an eye out for Lone Star ticks and you can look in the, sh- in the show notes here to see what those look like but um, good luck to you I, I guess move someplace without ticks uh, yeah. is the yeah. best we're, way we're safe on the west coast for, the, for now that this is a Texas-based tick that makes you allergic to barbecue. Oh, man. Yeah, that brutal. is the ultimate. I think this is like a direct response to Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I think. I mean, it does cause diarrhea or vomiting, which is... That's... Wait, I'm sorry. That it says that there is a, a cure, but it's located in the basement of the Alamo. Oh, no. <laughs> go to the basement of the Alamo. Sorry. 
Oh god, there's another story just on Science Alert that says leprosy is on the rise in Florida. Like, what the fuck is happening? I'm telling yeah, you, man. Leprosy God is, is punishing yeah. conservative governments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's red state plagues happening. What's yeah. the uh, what's the leprosy story here? Well, let's do it quickly, but yeah, a 54-year-old man in Florida diagnosed with leprosy as to a growing number of cases detected in the southeastern United States, which appears to be a new hotspot for the disease. Uh, you know, I don't have yeah. much to add, but how come it's still called leprosy? It, I feel like every disease got an update, got a rewrite. Well, they, I mean, they, up, they update them... Uh, over the most normally it's the most famous person that gets it right so it'd be like Lou, like Lou Gehrig you know so right le- right right uh, leprosy is Hansen's disease is also what it's called but it didn't take nobody gave no. a shit who was the band yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the band. no I don't know oh, I don't know who, I don't know who um, um, that's just also the name yeah, because the most famous person with leprosy is in the Bible, but I'm pretty sure... I don't know if he he ever gets a name. I think he's just known as the leper. Well, I, I assume his name... So have we decided his name was Hansen? Is that what's going on? The guy I from, think that's what we're doing today. It's definitely That's what we're doing the today, Hansen the guy brothers. from the Bible. Hansen. It's because it makes your skin bop off? Something <laughs> I, I don't know what... It doesn't really work, but... There it is. I liked it. I liked it. Is. <laughs> um... So, things that can cause leprosy are exposure to someone else with leprosy, or also exposure to animals such as nine-banded armadillos, which are known to harbor M. leprae, which is uh, the bacteria that causes leprosy. Uh, and by the time you've counted up to seven or eight, you probably already have the disease. Yeah, like yeah. It's... I've been hanging with an eight-band, and this, yeah. Yeah, this is horrible. It... Yeah, the, the bands of the armadillo are for the width of the processor. That they have is how they sure yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I mean leprosy malaria's uh, first cases of malaria are back down there we're getting all this H five N one stuff is pretty brutal which one is that H five N one is a virus that's killing loads of animals right now and we need to like very much hope it doesn't jump to people because that'd be uh, horrible is it. I forgot the classification of all these viruses. Is it in the same family? Is it a coronavirus? Is it a coronavirus like in that family of viruses? Uh, I'm not sure if it is a coronavirus. It, no, it's a strain. Uh, it's a strain of influenza. It's uh, yeah. Just, just by the way, we got um, we got a message uh, from listener Holly Gabrielson from Arvada, California. <clears throat> says tell your listeners that 95 percent of humanity are naturally immune to leprosy so no need to panic about florida yet oh mm. yeah so oh, i don't man, know how I she, thought, shit don't know I how she managed thought... to message when that, this episode hasn't even come out yet but uh <laughs> somehow got in there so you're well, saying jesus wasn't even that much of a hero for hanging out wait with him. so who isn't immune and why so this guy this poor fucking guy in florida was just not immune why why is that right, let, me, let me i don't know i mean you know I, i'm not sure what causes let's see what causes leprosy immunity yeah more th- it's i mean it's true more than 95 percent of all people have natural immunity to the disease we have an innate immune response so it's even it's that's like it sucks even more to get leprosy then yeah 
Like, yeah, if it's only five percent, they can they can even get it. Yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I suck. Man. Deadly wacky fell off. Damn. <laughs> My bad. Oh man. Hmm. Amazing Larry, my ass. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Uh, there we go. Should we do should we do a Mars story? Let's do a Mars story. Let's talk about some space, yeah. Yeah, because Mars is Mars keeps spinning faster. Scientists don't know why. Uh <laughs> just that's that's the editorial version from Science Alert. Justin Braw sent in the version from uh, that's direct from NASA. That is that. That's more pro NASA and less. Uh, what? Why don't, don't they know? know? Right, right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's. Uh, I'm gonna do the science alert version. So yeah. Mars keeps spinning faster. Science scientists don't know why. It's uh, scientists don't want you to know. That's the deal. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's the one sure. weird. It's the, the, one, the one weird, weird Mars tip that scientists don't want you to know. Tip of a tip of a flat belly. Like, why is that the yeah of? Okay, whatever. Yeah. It always turns out to be baking soda. Yeah. It's just baking soda. Uh, but the recordings, recordings of the interior of Mars have delivered the most precise measurements of the red planet spin yet. It is also confusing surprise. According to the data from the now retired Insight lander, Mars's rotation is accelerating each year by around. Four milli arcs, milli arc seconds. Oh, hang on, milli arc, an arc seconds. second okay, is like go. a yeah. What is an, an arc, arc second? second? Is a sixtieth of a second, isn't okay. it? Okay, so be a thousandth of a sixtieth, one sixty thousandth of a second. Oh well, who gives a shit? Fifteen, <laughs> four. You know what I mean? So one fifteen thousandth of a second. Yes, yeah, so st- statistically every nothing. Yeah, statistically nothing. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, you won't have to adjust your Martian calendar. You won't have to. <laughs> I mean, like, what? You, you won't know. All right. What it I... means is every every few ten thousands of a year, you'll have to have a leap second. I would think that our uh, that uh, that Earth's uh, deviation would yeah. be of a similar scale. Yeah, I was yeah. born on a leap second. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you do or you don't get a birth? Well, you, you get no. how many birthdays you get? Well, I was a, I, I, I got messed up. I was conceived on a leap second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it actually lasted two seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no so idea stupid. where to go from there, but yeah, you, like guys, you guys like see it. what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> now I'm thinking of my parents having sex. Yeah, that's every, oh, as you're right, driving, everyone, everyone just continue to drive to work and think about your parents boning. Yeah. But I'm yeah, still thinking about Knuckles from earlier. It's weird. It's all combined. <laughs> it's getting all combined. <laughs> Mrs. Case's Tabernacle. Uh. <laughs> Is it gender neutral, Tabernacle? It's just any private part. I don't know. I mean, it's the first time the podcast listeners are hearing about this, but the amount of times Matt references my mom and fisting. It's insane. It's like t- I get like 20 texts a day from fisting jokes about my mother. It's I mean, frankly it's annoying. If you keep sending those memes, I mean, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do with it. <laughs> but, so, so Mars is not really changed at all, really. But four million arc seconds, is sort changing. of a thing. Yeah. Well, this finding could give us a better understanding of Mars and its past evolution, says this article. The current forerunning hypothesis uh, explains acceleration of long-term trends such as accumulating material at the polar ice caps and interior dynamics. But uh, planetary ge- geologist, uh, geophysicist, rather, Bruce Benert of NASA's JPL, 
says it's really cool to be able to get this latest measurement and so precisely. I've been involved in efforts to get a geophysical station like InSight onto Mars for a long time. Results like this make all those decades of work worth it for that fraction of a fraction of a second. InSight ran out of power and was retired in December of last year, but the data it acquired over four years of operation have given it scientists a lot to mull over. In operation uh, just four short years, the rover's observations of the Martian interior have revolutionized our understanding of the planet. Its seismic recordings revealed not just the interior structure of Mars, but the composition of its liquid core and ongoing geodynamic activity. Also, Matt, do you remember when we went to JPL for the launch of that? Uh, you mean, you did. I didn't. I didn't go to that. You didn't? You weren't with me? Nope. I was there. Oh, no. You were there with me. Yep. No, I was not. I've never been to JPL. And the only launch I've ever seen uh, was when we drove up to Santa Barbara. Or just beyond Santa Barbara. Oh. Um, whatever that Air Force Base, or Space Force Base, I guess it is now. Oh, uh, Vandenberg? I think so, yeah. That's yeah, the one. the one by San Luis Obispo. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we went up there. We, uh, Holly's brother is uh, is up there, up that way. So we went up, visited him, and then we all drove up the road to it tells you on the there's like a bunch of websites that tell you the best places to stand and then it was pretty obvious because there were a whole bunch of people parked and then i was looking at my phone looking at the map trying to work out exactly where where in the because it's a good mile away so i was like oh i guess we should be looking kind of in this direction which turned out to be the most unnecessary thing in the world because it was just like the brightest thing you've ever seen like it was suddenly daylight on one side of the night sky i I did uh, a I did a gig at Vandenberg once, and it made me like, and I'm not like oh, a. This, you got po- food poisoning, didn't you? Is this? I got horrible food poisoning, but it also like, uh, it it made me, and I'm not like a perform for the troops. Got, I, I mean, I'm not against it. It was just, it was a weird pair. The pairing was as weird as it sounds. You know what I'm saying? It was weird, <laughs> and uh, but it was so strange because I like, it made me concerned about like national security because they they just like let me in you know like i <laughs> like i went up there and I, I was just driving i think i had like a pt cruiser and uh <laughs> and they're like checking you know it's these military police guys and and it's like this giant barbed wire crazy thing and people with guns and i was like hey, i'm the comedian and he's like all right and then and then i just went <laughs> i was like don't you guys have nukes here and stuff like <laughs> the fuck <laughs> I thought it would at least be like a uh, show me your ID situation. Right. You know? There's a yeah. giant red launch button that just says, please do not touch. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, We're talking about Vandenberg, though, because just last night I was sitting in the backyard facing northeast towards Perseus at nine o'clock, hoping to see some meteors. And I'm like right. playing with sure. the with the Stellarium app on my phone, like, it's dusk, so I'm seeing a bunch of satellites, and I'm like looking them up on the app. I'm like, "Oh, that's the Chinese space station I didn't realize existed." Then I went to how many people are currently in space.com, which lists everyone currently in space, and it's just the six ISS people and the three people on this Chinese space station that I didn't know about. And then I also happened to see a pretty bright satellite that was the body of the first ever Falcon Nine launched 13 years ago. And then for some reason, I just turned my head slightly and realized. I've just missed the most epic launch on a clear night from Vandenberg. I, I just posted the picture on Instagram. So I caught it like five minutes after the launch. The entire sky in the West is lit up with this trail because it's at dusk. So it's high enough up that the entire, you know, trail behind the rocket is being lit up by the sun at like 100,000 feet. 
it just looks like an alien invasion, but I missed the actual launch. If I just turned around, if I just stood up and turned around five minutes earlier, I would have seen the entire launch of the latest Falcon 9, which was launching 15 new Starlink satellites. But I was just like, how the fuck did I come out here? Like, look at all this sky stuff and not, not just ever turn around. <laughs> anyway. That's how I feel when I'm at a soccer game. You just miss the, the goal, the one goal. Of the I game? always like, I'm just looking at my phone at the exact wrong time and then somebody will score from like 80 yards out. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? So yeah, Moz has sped up slightly. Okay. <laughs> We're not sure why, but it has. Right. Okay. Just getting um, its steps in. Just getting its steps in. Yeah, right? <laughs> the Mars Fitbit. Uh, uh, hey, well, let me ask Let me ask you guys this. If you were to design a uh, postcard, all right, um, and the postcard is for Lego advertising, like, a trip to space, but it's got to be Lego stuff, right? right. What, what would it be? It's got to be a Lego themed, a Lego, a Lego themed like uh, explore space. It's like an ad for outer space, but it's Lego themed. You know, and you can't I'm do Star Wars because that's out like, no. You, there, you can't be any third party IP. Is this? Is there an obvious answer you're going to give us in a second? Nah, dude, I'm entering a design competition. Oh, oh, I thought there's like an obvious joke that we could all get to if we thought oh. about it for a second. No, no. I, uh, no, sometimes. Uh, what was uh, that thing that was doing the rounds a, f- a couple of years ago where some guy entered some design competition for like his local park or something like that and it turned out that it was kids? But he. Oh, he just he, dominated? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, this is, this is a design competition specifically for um, A Falls. That's the adult fan of Lego community. Oh. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will not be. Uh, you know, crushing any children who would probably be way better at graphic design on account of it's all computer stuff. Well, know? yeah. So what are you using to actually do the, I, I, I didn't know that you were, what's the tool you're using to do the graphic designing? Uh, I'll be using Adobe Illustrator Adobe and then Illustrator. Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm um, going to do it like 2D. I'm not going to be using like, uh, like if I'm doing 3D stuff, I'll use like Cinema 4D or CAD stuff, but so Lego-based advertisement for space travel. Is that kind of what Yeah, it's basically a Lego ad advertising space stuff. Like, hey, we sell space shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah. uh, you know, explore the stars or whatever. Like, almost like a travel poster. Yeah, I would say, like, I would think, like, 60s space-agey design elements. Like, super stripped-down Lego version, but, like, simple shapes. Uh, yeah, space-age propaganda e yeah some shit with Saturn. Or maybe Cosmo- cosmonaut I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll give it some thought. Uh, I have 20 days. I just put a link to a, a, a screenshot of the tweet. I saw it. It's very funny. Years ago. It's very funny. <laughs> it's uh, a truck guy called Trevor Rogers. We'll put the link in the show notes well so you can see the picture of him. <laughs> Oh my god! Him having to accept his award for winning next to the two young girls who are in second and third place. Although the shortest of the girls, her design does not look that childish. Her design is like in the same yeah, her design's pretty good echelon as the winner's design. (laughs) This is like the opposite of that. There was a great joke I remember from from Golden Girls where Rose uh, Betty White 
writes a letter to the president asking why we have nuclear bombs because you know they could blow up the world a hundred times over and we need to get rid of them and she just writes this letter that's written so poorly that well she doesn't know this but the president gets her letter and says he wants to meet with her and then of course comes out that like he had assumed this was like a 10 year old writing in (laughs) and it's just rose nyland and uh She's dumb is the joke there. Her character yeah, is dumb yeah, yeah. on Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she brings up a good point. She, we do have too many nukes. Yeah. 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 There's, yeah. Way, there's way too many of them going around there. You know? Yeah. All right. Um, well, uh, let's, let's get one more in there and then maybe, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, there is. Bonus. I, get, I get very hooked on science alert stories because the little sidebar keep, keeps dragging me in. So here's another one from that website that... Uh, Scientists connecting uh, old mice to young mice, and it rejuvenated them. What? Yeah. Adrenochrome. A bizarre experiment. In a bizarre experiment, it says. A bit of editorializing there, science alert. Researchers from US and Russia connected the circulatory systems of young and old mice for a whole 12 weeks, slowing the older animals' cellular aging and increasing their lifespan by as much as 10%. The study expands on previous research showing that there are components in young mammalian blood worth investigating for anti-aging health benefits. Ugh. Is this like, is this like when they get um, you know, they get blood transfusion when those yeah, what's that adrenochrome? Get adrenochrome. Yeah, who's that guy that's like using his son's blood? You know oh what I'm talking yeah, about? that guy. Yeah, do, that guy yeah. that's like um. He's like, I'm 45, but I look 18. And then there's a photo of him, and he looks 45. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like the he most looks, 45. He looks, he looks like a 45-year-old who's wealthy and has taken care of himself. Right, right. but it's like, like he's got he's got good skin and he's wearing nice clothes. <laughs> he's got good lighting. It's just it's insane, man. It's insane. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he also takes the picture next. Like the, all the articles about it are him next to his son who looks like him but 20 years younger, which is also a bad idea if you're trying to make yourself look young. Yeah. Hey, look at look at how Juxtapose. much I look like this this other part. Can you tell the difference between the two of us? Yeah, you look like 20 years older than this guy who otherwise looks exactly like you. Like, the, the weird thing, too, with like all the anti-aging stuff is that none of it is preventing... I, I guess I would say the cosmetic anti-aging stuff seems to not actually prevent cell decay and stuff. It's like we're getting to this era where a bunch of people are going to be elderly and dying and they're all going to look 30. But <laughs> but who cares? You know, yeah, like you're 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 going to you're going to be a mess and uncapable looking after yourself, but you're going to look like you're not so people won't have any sympathy for you. Right. And then you're <laughs> like, just like one of the at least one of the few good things about, you know, really being old is people are like you know, "Ah, you well, do you want my seat?" Right. Yeah, is, we'll we'll let him get away with saying that he's old. I'm thinking about this son, and we all turn into our parents, right? Yeah. Sure. This is a thing that everybody's heard this for years and years and years. But how, what's going to happen to him when he grows up? When no one mates with him because they looked at this story of him giving his blood to his dad. Like no woman is like I can't I can't be with the blood child. And so he doesn't have a kid <laughs> that he can take child. blood from anymore. Like, what's going to happen to him when he's 45? <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll have to start collecting blood from random, you know, it's it's oh, going to get shit. weird. Yeah. Or- origin stories. Yeah, absolutely an origin story. I mean, this oh. stuff is literally believed by millions of... The adrenochrome thing 
is 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 real it's not real as in it's happening it's real in terms of like people's belief in it is yeah. genuine well, it's also, not a adrenochrome joke. is quite is a relatively easy chemical to synthesize like it's not if you're i didn't even it know from, it was a real thing until you said that it I, is <laughs> yeah oh, okay if, if you're getting it by kidnapping children you're doing it very much the hard way <laughs> like it's the resources it takes to set up some kind of i don't know basement cave system of international child trafficking <laughs> rather than just you know right. a biochemistry lab and it does do something good for you um, I, I don't I, I don't know uh this is the probably yeah it's just the it's just oxidized adrenaline so i mean does so does maybe it trigger certain uh, mental disorders um but i mean does it just is it supposed to have a cosmetic effect is that why everybody is getting all into it like i i wonder sometimes if no it i think it's supposed to supposedly gives you an incredible high it was i, I remember it featured heavily in fear and loathing in las vegas uh, no i heard I it i heard it there too but i but that's the main clay, they're like Hunter S. Thompson claims you can only harvest it from the adrenaline from the adrenaline glands of a living body sure uh, and that's probably at least Wikipedia thinks that's at least part of the conspiracy theory comes from that so but that's why people believe in it I'm not aware of the conspiracy this is the first I'm hearing of this I have heard of adrenochrome before from fear and loathing but people right. are people are uh, what's so, the, what's the so conspiracy? Up, what's happening? So tied up with a whole like it's part of the whole QAnon, PizzaGate, all of that stuff. Supposedly oh, yeah. the reason, or one of the reasons, children are being kidnapped is to harvest adrenochrome from them when it's just uh. epinephrine that's been oxidized. And and the reason for that is so that the evil uh, politicians so that they can, get can, a high, can get high. They, yeah, so that you can get a high that is bigger than any drug can give you, supposedly, according to this. Okay, so they steal the children to put the because they have the chips from the jab, and then they get high. I think the jabs chips is a, is a separate thing, but yeah, it's from the it's basement. just it's an elix, it's an elixir of youth as well, supposedly. Oh yeah, sure. This Wikipedia article that again is this is within the conspiracy theory it is not an elixir of youth it's very but. medieval isn't it like uh that uh c like oh it absolutely is yeah. and also you know it, it's it has close links with sort of jewish blood libel well that, yeah, that's what that i mean yeah it's it's a blood libel the thing. elders of zion and that kind yep. of thing yeah yep. it's, all, it, it's, it's uh, all like what are they up to well they must be wanting to kidnap our children why would they want to kidnap our children to extract something from them what is that thing oh something that gives them power and and lust and whatever you know it, yeah it's it's all it, it's all sort of start with a ridiculous hypothesis and then connect the dots until you end up with somewhere. Right. But it sounds like the Hunter S. Thompson thing might have actually been part of how the mythology started doing some quick Googling. Because like his version of it is like, it might as well have been a totally fictional drug, but it just, he picked the name of something that does exist. But like the things he attributed to it were completely like something you yeah. do for a right. work of fiction. Right. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Do you guys think that what if, okay, the, uh, there's this whole like, everybody wants to look young forever, but it's not changing the lifespan. Do you think people would be equally as invested if we could, let's say, triple the average human lifespan, but you just looked worse and worse and worse? <laughs> like you're basically like a skeleton 
by the end of it. Like, would anyone even go for it? Or I think some people would just off like the goth vibe. Like, <laughs> oh sure, okay, okay. Yeah, somebody for, would for sure sign up to be a living skeleton. I just didn't know if our extend the lifespan thing, like you have to also stay hot if that's part of it. Or people are like, no, not worth it. Well, as long as I can dance, I don't. <laughs> a dancing, I would love a to dancing be a skeleton. skeleton. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. Like, how many years would people be willing to sacrifice for hotness, or how much hotness would they sacrifice right, for years? Right. You can like, be yeah. you. You can look thirty until you're eighty. Or you can look worse than any 100-year-old. It just keeps going until you're 300. What are you going to do? <laughs> you know? Man, yeah, I think I go 80. Is that, uh, is that awful? <laughs> that's really? Hollywood in you. That's that Hollywood in you, I'm baby. I'm just being honest. Come on. You guys wouldn't do that yeah, instantly. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you just like basically started looking like King Tut's exhumed corpse, but you make it to 300, you know, like zombie yeah, but- movie style. I'm more concerned with the the, the ability to move than the right because, like I said, if I could, if I can do a TikTok dance, but I look like a fucking mummy man, money. That's you, money. Dude, yeah, that's cash. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh god. They. If there's one thing the internet loves, it's a very old person doing young shit. Yep. Exactly. We, oh yeah. Also movement, but let's let's add pain or lack of pain into that. So, yeah. No. Okay. So it's purely mm. physical. Because, yeah, obviously, I guess the reasons for that would still I, I know it doesn't make a lot of logical sense, which is why this isn't won't happen. But it, it's purely cosmetic. You just. Uh, so yeah. you feel you feel great. You don't wake up in pain. No, you still feel like an old person. I'm just saying it's not it's it's not uh, it doesn't get exponentially worse where by the end you're like, kill me. Like it's not a weird curse. I'm I'm saying that you, yeah. Like it sucks. Your knees go. It's like being old. It's like being old as fuck. But that would also happen if you looked thirty until. Well, you could but you could tweak some variables, and my answer would change. I think. Like, what if the the live to eighty? The, you look thirty the whole time, but you still in, feel. Oh no, you still feel like a very old person because okay, that's what people so, are trying to pull off now. Right, but then if, if the alternative is live to be 300, you look like shit, but you feel good, then I would take the 300, look like shit, and feel good. Yeah, and I'm at Palm Springs every day making everybody uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm at the Tommy Bahama Bar. <laughs> I'm having a fucking blast out there. <laughs> right, right. The Cabana Boys are just like boxes of papering to see who has to go serve the skeleton. Yeah, who's got yeah. the crypt Everyone keep- is disgusted. I feel amazing. <laughs> the, the, the crypt keeper guy doing the robot. TGI Fridays. Yeah. All right. All right, fair enough. I mean, but then again, you're going to have some, you're going to go viral, so you're going to have some hangers on. You're going to have fans who will just like overlook, they're going to tell you how good you look every day. It's going to be an entourage of sycophants. Well, and also <laughs> like, fun. like weird, weird, like gold diggers will keep trying to marry you. Yeah. And then totally. they just leave after like 20 years. Of you. They, <laughs> like when they, they die. When, yeah. They die when they find out. <laughs> You're really rich because you keep getting gold diggers money. <laughs> yeah, you keep you keep getting left like $15,000 at a time. Yeah. Every I will sign years. that prenup. Yeah, so I guess that'd be the reverse. Anyway, yeah, what is the opposite of a prenup? 
free free nup post nup post nup post nup <laughs> got that post nup nope. clarity um, <laughs> you got that post nup clarity post-nup. sorry yeah i don't need a prenup <laughs> but i do need you to sign this post nup by the way in case you're wondering if the younger mice had l- reduced lifespan because during this experiment they did they did their oh, lifespan no. went down wow yeah, uh, that makes sense so what have we learned here today? We would all trade <laughs> youthful looks to be a creepy old guy forever. I got to get my shit together. What kind of what kind of uh, targeted ads are you guys getting on that on the mice thing? Oh, let me see. I know I've got ad blockers running pretty okay strongly, so I don't have anything. I made the mistake of buying a pair of big-headed sunglasses, and now the internet's like, "Oh, we got ourselves a guy with a big head here who needs." <laughs> Special oh, I things. thought you meant like those prank, like like gags. And you mean literally just big-headed sunglasses? I mean, yeah, I got a big head. Nothing fucking fits on my head. So I'm like, fine, I'll cave and buy a pair of sunglasses from this company that makes sunglasses for big heads. <laughs> from, that, from the big and round shop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. What other? Fault. I got a size so, 8 head. What am I supposed to do about this? So the algorithm has figured out you've got this massive head. What yeah. are the other ads related to that? I mean, it's just other big head sunglasses, I think. And, until they realize, I'm sure eventually they'll Stetsons. figure out they could get some hats going. They could probably, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Large collared shirts. I don't know what else you could specifically target to me. <laughs> Headphone extenders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually fucking N95 extenders. Like when I went to watch the last Jeopardy tournament, and it was like already pretty far along. We don't need to be wearing masks, but uh, they made me and like they don't have every, every job I've had during COVID. I've been like, can you guys I talk to the line producer? Can you guys just like buy large masks? And they never do. So all day long, it's like digging into the back of my ears. Like it's it's a big head, my my head, and uh, it, it all day hurts like badly. And I sound like a wuss by saying that. Anyway, so during the Jeopardy taping, I'm like constantly I'm, I'm keeping the mask in place, but I'm pulling the backs. Uh, off my ears to try to stretch it out and like in every commercial break like the stage manager is like Andy can we can we help you out I'm like I, I don't know you have a bigger mask like you guys didn't accommodate me no one made it their priority in the three years to, to admit that there could be people at, at one end of the bell curve of head size especially at Jeopardy constant yeah. pain yeah you think down there you, you can give me a bigger mask and they couldn't of course like, well, you have to put up with me uh, pulling at this thing all day because it's literally cutting into the skin behind my ears yeah. Anyway, you know what's not cutting into the skin behind anyone's ears is uh, checking out uh, checking out Jamel's other shows and podcasts and stuff. Jamel, where can people find you? Okay, so you can hear me on several outlets. Hell yeah! Uh, I got a little show with my friend Brandon Wardell. It's called the Brandon Jamel Show. Check us out. Uh, also, uh, Airbuds. Airbuds, Airbuds Pod. Uh, that's a basketball show. Sorry, we love football. Is an NFL football show. Of course, soccer for Americans with our guy Ryan Connor. And um, in season, the podcast about sports, but also fashion with Rob Hayes. And wherever else I'm doing stuff, uh, it's Broccoli House on Instagram. And uh, yeah, thanks Damn. for having me, guys. That oh, very cool. No, thank you so much for uh... podcasts. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to set the record for most podcasts. <laughs> no, you're you doing. You can find it. us, us and our podcast is always probablyscience.com. That's also where our Patreon and PayPal links are. Thank you very much, everyone who helps keep the show going. We'll do an extra story for the Patreon patrons uh, as a bonus after this. But um, you can also find us on Twitter at probablyscience individually at Jesse Case at Andy T Wood and at Matt Kirshen. Probablyscience at gmail.com is the email address for any questions, comments, clarifications, and stories you would like us to cover. 
And that's pretty much all the stuff. Jamel, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks and for having me. Listeners, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.